0: I'm curious, you know. obviously the, the problem has existed for a while, um, but something in the bus industry changed to make aggregating them possible. And I remember one of the first times we met five or six years ago, you were telling me about how one of your chief uh, challenges was dealing with these various owners at various uh, uh, local bus companies that basically uh, didn't want to be shown next to their competitor. Um, And so I'd love to just hear a little perspective about what you think changed in the market. Um, And then kind of a second question is like, you know, how are you able to convince some of these, you know, companies to work with you? Yeah, uh, I mean, it was definitely the biggest challenge and, you know, bringing partners on board, any marketplace business, right? You need to have the seller side down. um, But in order to get the seller side down, you need to have enough buyers that are interested and willing to buy, um, I think very early on we um, you know before we launched anything to the public partially because we didn't have anything to launch we set up kind of a sign up for our private beta um, and you know we're able to generate some buzz around the concept um, which allowed us to get a good amount of signups before we were ready to go live just in the northeast market I think two of the things that that allowed us to to get to where we are uh, now and that I think were important for us to do in the beginning was, you know, getting the, the initial interest from the consumer side and getting enough people signed up to use our product um, before our product was ready to go to the public. So starting to generate that interest. And at the same time, um, focusing on, you know, not looking at it as like the whole country, but most people travel by bus and train regionally, right? So most people are willing to sit on a bus for maybe four or five hours. Anything beyond that, it becomes fewer and fewer people that are willing to do that. Um, And so we realize that bus travel is actually very regional. It's not very national. Um, So having a company in New York and having a company in California and a company in Chicago is not really going to make our product valuable. So what would make our product most valuable is if we have at least – 50% 50% coverage of any particular region that we are in before we go live. And so we focus on the Northeast because it's the biggest travel corridor in the country. Um, and so our goal, instead of getting as many partners as we can nationally, was you know get at least 50% coverage of the Northeast so that when people search for particular routes, they're able to see enough where we are valuable to the customer. Um, and that also allowed us to focus on the types of partners that we went after. Um, and so going to partners, I think, um, you know, it was a lot more helpful where we already had users that were ready to use the product. Um, the other thing that really, uh, focused, that we really focused on was understanding what value we are bringing to the bus partners, right? So instead of just saying, Hey, we're going to put you on a website and compare you to, you know, all of your competitors so that we're basically making your product, you know, a commodity. Um, What we focused on is, you know, we're going to help you expand your network. Because we're a point-to-point search, we're able to combine multiple providers together. So a company that might only serve, you know, New Hampshire is now going to be connected to companies that serve other states and will become a feeder service to actually help them grow the market. Um, And on top of that, we, Went and brought on um, the former CEO of Greyhound, Craig Lynch, as an advisor very early on, and he helped us understand the you know the reasons that the bus companies may not want to work with us, and gave us a lot of understanding of you know what is important to them, you know what scares them, um, and also how we can differentiate our product and create something that's actually valuable to our partners. Um, so those are the things that we did in the beginning to. You know help break through some of those barriers then once we actually got partners on board um you know they were satisfied with the results and the industry is very small so even though they don't like a lot of their competitors everybody talks and so you really only get one first impression for this market and um so if you kind of sell oversell and under deliver you're not going to you know be able to keep that partner but not only that that partner will tell everybody else you know and, and you're not you're going to have a hard time getting more partners in the future
1: it's it, it's interesting i mean a, a few of these these podcasts the people that we spoke to they talk about the, the their frustrations with you know talking to initial partners and almost kind of selling the story to their potential customers and people that are going to help them build a brand and i i i particularly interested in you know, how do you do that as the CEO to the rest of the company? Because obviously there must be some initial kind of setbacks. I mean, how do you keep up the encouragement within the team that, you know, this is this is all going to work out? We just need, like you say, the word of mouth around the partners and some help and stuff like that. How do you how do you kind of behave as a CEO to kind of control everybody along with you?
0: Yeah, that's a, it's a tough challenge. Um, I think, you know, making sure you celebrate the wins is really important. Um, and we're also very transparent as a company, right? So, you know, when things aren't going as we want them to go, we share that openly with, with uh, the people that, that work at Wander because we feel that it's important that people have the ownership and that we work together to strive for, you know, fixing things and making things better. And maybe someone has an idea of how we can do something that, you know, I don't immediately have or someone else on the executive team doesn't immediately have. So being able to crowdsource and share those ideas from, you know, the really smart people that you hire is, at least for me, extremely helpful. Um, But I think in the beginning, you know, there is that sense of wanting to shelter your team from bad news. um, And, know the the best way that you can do that is really have good news to counterbalance that and um, really be able to celebrate those things Um, and even the smaller wins right so you know maybe going after some of the smaller partners first and showing value to them